The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Gord Steinke joining me in studio. Nice to be here again. on Thursday. Like a blue in. <laughs> Didn't ride the motorcycle no, today. No, not today, no. Just uh, before we get started, just wanted to give folks uh, an update on the manhunt for those uh, two BC teens, 18-year-old Briar Schmigelski and 19-year-old Cam McLeod. RCMP are giving an update right now in Winnipeg. Uh, what they've told us so far is that the search is intensifying in northern Manitoba for the two. Um, that they have had two confirmed sightings, but that was before the car, the burned out car was found on Monday. So we're going to keep you updated on that. So again, um, there have been two confirmed sightings before that RAV4 was found burned out near Gillum on Monday. They're um, they're intensifying the search in that area. So um, with the latest on uh, uh, latest on this from, from today, here's Global Crystal Gumansing. A number of resources being put to use here in Gillum, Manitoba in the search for two wanted men, Cam McLeod and Briar Schmigalski. Now, these two have been uh, on the loose, on the run for a while. They've made it from B.C. to this community in northern Manitoba. We know that these large vehicles being used, canine units being used, helicopters, as well as drones. Now, this search is kind of complicated. This area is full of dense bush. We don't know if these two wanted men are hiding out with someone in the community or surrounding area or they've just taken off and are hiding in the bush. That is what our CMP are dealing with right now as they continue to comb the area to try to find any clue of these two wanted men in connection with three deaths in northern BC. Crystal Gamansing, Global News, Gillum, Manitoba. So as Crystal mentioned, the search continues. It's, it's intensifying around northern Manitoba and again uh, they are the suspects in the deaths of Australian Lucas Fowler and his American girlfriend, China Deese. And they've been charged with second-degree murder in the death of UBC botanist uh, Leonard Dick. This case is getting attention around the world. Here's just a small sample of some of the coverage. We're going to begin with this. There's a major new development in the investigation into the deaths of three people in Canada, including an American woman and her Australian boyfriend. Canadian police fear two teenagers wanted for the murders of Australian traveller Lucas Fowler. His American girlfriend, China Dees, as well as a third man, are heavily armed and could be hiding in remote wilderness. An urgent manhunt now underway for teens suspected in three murders in Canada. Police say Cam McLeod and Briar Schmigelski are wanted in the killings of a North Carolina woman and her boyfriend and another man. First, let's talk about the teens. Their car found burning on the side of a highway. Officials say they were traveling through B.C. in the Yukon Territory looking for work. Really remote here, just to give you an idea. These photos sent by an online gamer to Canadian media show the 18-year-old wearing camouflage and holding a gun. Lucas Fowler and his partner China Deese were fatally shot after their van broke down on a stretch of highway in British Columbia. So that are uh, just some of the headlines from around the world about this case. Again, that news conference underway right now. The search continues. Um, there are no new stolen vehicles reported since they found out the burnt-out vehicle um, uh, near Gillum uh, on Monday night. The RCMP again saying they've deployed numerous resources to the area. The check stops in and out of the community remain. Um, I think the, they even have drones up they in have the air. They have drones up there, the first there, time they've used that in the manhunt, yeah. They've received more than eight 
80 tips in the last 48 hours. And again, they're saying don't uh, don't approach the suspects, of course. So coming up on the show, we will be t- speaking with uh, Clay Young, a reporter who's been uh, covering this as well. And at 3.15, the deputy mayor mm-hmm. of Gillum, Gillum is going to join us on the show this afternoon. But watching this and, and seeing how, <clears throat> you know, how these pieces have all come together over the past few days, Gord, it's, yeah. it's unreal. Well, we're starting to get the timeline now, right, from their from the time they they traveled from from BC right across they went right through Alberta mm-hmm. here and uh, Saskatchewan and into Manitoba and uh, this morning I was watching a raw feed of a witness uh, the witness who found the the Toyota Rav4 near Gillum just just uh, a few kilometers outside of it and yeah. he, he had come upon it, it was still burning wow. when he found it so he could see the flames he said we sat there for about 45 minutes not knowing there was a connection between the suspects <laughs> and this and I'm thinking I went and looked on a map just to see what's around Gillum Manitoba there's nothing there's nothing so, I did the same today yeah. it's it's you know just south of the mouth of Muskeg and of what Hudson Bay yeah there's it's on only the Nelson one, River there's there. no road in the one there's one road in and one road out so the, the the witness who found the car was was saying it was still burning chances are and you mentioned too there's no reports yet of another stolen car no. thankfully no more bodies no found either deaths, yes. so it looks like if they took off into the bush the RCMP up there are saying that they're good luck because the sand flies are out the black flies are out it's muskeg they said you can't really get through any of that stuff without a like a walking stick so it might. It's hopefully it's just a matter of time here before yeah, the, they catch these suspects. Yeah, the deputy mayor, mayor yesterday said, "Yep, the sand flies just came out." They'll wish they, said, they they'll could get wish caught. They get caught. That's I know. What he I saw said. that. I'm just like, oh my goodness gracious! But so. these manhunts, they sure <clears throat> capture our imagination and our fear, don't they? I mean, the town of Gillum is basically on lockdown, yeah. and, and as they travel across all week, everybody's wondering what town they could be in or where they could be, and. And it brings back, you know, we've covered other stories and, you know, with my, the Your Town series, mm-hmm. I remember there was a, a manhunt here in 1960 for a guy named Robert Cook out of Stetler, killed wow. seven people in his family. Yeah. Then he disappears and the whole place is in lockdown. Yeah. You don't know if he's going to show up in your living room or your backyard. And they hanged him and they hanged him in 1960. Four months later, they caught him. But they hanged him at Fort Saskatchewan, so we don't have the death penalty anymore. Late yesterday afternoon, of course, those pictures uh, from the Globe and the uh, Globe yeah. and Mail. Justin Lane, we talked to him uh, around 4:45 yesterday. Those those uh, pictures of the one suspect, uh, Briar Schmigelski, uh, had been found, uh, showing him owning some Nazi paraphernalia. Right. Pictures Dressed of him wearing a gas mask and military uniform, uh, yeah, probably the, a fake rifle. one, yeah. replica rifle. So the RCMP now investigating those as well. And, and you know what? Listening to the to the two dads mm-hmm. talk, I know it's heartbreaking when he know? says these are they're on a suicide mission, and he says, you know, God, one of them, God bless them. Yeah, you know? one of them believes that uh, you know he's going to try to go out and uh, you blaze of glory, blazing glory, and the other one it. is just hoping that he's going to come home safe and sound. You wonder what's so. going through the yeah. You don't know what's going through their minds, but they obviously have severe mental problems. If they're if this turns out to be that they're the ones that did it, you know, <clears> yeah. Right now they're suspects, but yeah, and the, and, the, and they're easy to spot. They're both six foot four and one hundred and sixty. Pounds, yeah. So, I don't know. If they're tramping through the bush, they're going to have a, a hard go of it. Mountie saying they still believe the suspects are in the Gillum area. Again, mm-hmm. those no more uh, stolen cars have been yeah. reported. So, if they're on foot somewhere, and it is, it's a, it's a hard place to get in and out of. There's one road in, one road yeah, out, and a right. small airport. And the dad said that they're used to hiding out in the bush. I don't know exactly what that meant, mm. but one of the fathers had said they'd been doing a lot of this sort of uh, out camping, and, mm. and they had a lot of camping gear. The witness who found the burned out Toyota Rav, he said that there was camping gear inside 
so they, they, they were out doing their uh, wilderness uh, trek and mm. adventure. They weren't certainly weren't heading to White Whitehorse looking for summer work. Yeah, that's like said. what they said they were. So just looking at some video now of, you know, even uh, the, the officers out there right now with the mosquito netting uh, over right over their head. There's yeah, drones there it. as yeah. well. So we will keep you updated on this uh, throughout uh, the, the afternoon as more information is made available again at 3 o'clock. We'll have an update with Clay Young from our sister station CJOB in Winnipeg. We'll take more. We'll have more from that news conference and we'll talk to the deputy mayor from Gillum, Manitoba at 315. Yeah, a couple of texts coming in. This one from Killam saying, you know, it's a, you know, you think about it, it's mm-hmm. a small world. It really Unless is. you have to find two people. Yeah. You know, it's like a needle and in a haystack, exactly. especially up there, right? Yeah. And this one, they said, you know, they can't possibly last even one night if no fly nets, guys. I've been around all Canadian species of flies many times. It's awful. And they've been, they've been gone. Now, that car was found uh, Monday, uh, Monday night. Monday night at 7 o'clock. Yeah. They found a burning car and there's no sign of these guys as they headed into the bush. So, so unless they come across an old trapper with a pickup truck in the bush, I, and I don't know how you'd get out of there anyway, but yeah. you're right. They've been in there for quite a while now, so, so we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Happens yeah. anyway. Um, These things sure grip people's minds, imaginations, and well, fears. Like I said earlier, though, don't they? They don't happen very often, which is why you, you know at first you you can hardly believe what you're seeing. Well, and, and, and the it's I can't this. imagine. You know, I can't imagine the community. And we'll talk to the deputy mayor about mm-hmm. it in a little while. The community and what that is like to be there. You know, kind of living with this potential of yeah. You know, f- you know, well, it's not potential of fear. It is fear, but the potential of something else happening yeah. um, with well, with these two. That's It's, you know, I, I, I can't imagine just being on an edge like that. I know, and I remember as a kid, uh, I was duck hunting with my dad up in the McDowell, Saskatchewan area during the FLQ crisis, mm-hmm. and there was a guy, there was a, a triple homicide. It was sort of a love triangle going on, and yeah. a manhunt had erupted in McDowell, just a little ways out of Prince Albert. And I remember thinking, well, I'm quite overactive imagination as a kid, and <laughs> behind every tree yeah. the suspect was there, mm-hmm. and um, they locked down everything from Tisdale to Prince Albert yeah. to Melford and it turned out the way it, even people in Saskatoon thought they'd spotted the suspect at the Hudson Bay so he killed an RCMP officer and his wife and another guy and you know people this is the thing where rumors start they'd, they'd think oh we saw him at the Hudson Bay in Saskatoon mm-hmm. or this, they showed up at a Zeller's here mm-hmm. none of it turned out to be true because in the spring they found his body they realized he'd been up on a hill watching this entire manhunt unfold and then he'd taken his own life ah. but they found his body up there so mm. all through the winter Everybody in that area was on still on edge. Oh yeah. wow! Well, I go back to you know think about the Moncton shootings. Yeah, right. Exactly. Remember you know yeah. that and and that being and how that unfolded and watching that on television and social media and oh my god. They don't gosh. happen often, but when they do, they put the whole community yeah. in, involved in lockdown. Nature might look after them, says someone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sam says, uh, why don't they use uh, heat like infrared? Oh, I suspect that they might be. Yeah, you know, I think, I think they, they probably they, will be. They just keep saying they're deploying more and more resources uh, up there. But again, the area. It's huge. It's, it's huge. And it's. It's, it's hundreds. L- it's kilometers. literally m- the middle of nowhere. Yeah. The middle why of would nowhere. They, why they ended up there at the end of the road at the end? You know, they're heading for Hudson Bay. They think they're going to yeah. canoe out of there or something. I don't know. Yeah. So it's on the Nelson River that flows uh, to the nearby into Hudson Bay. W- incredibly well forested. Lots of lakes and streams. Uh, Gillum itself is uh, only got twelve hundred people mm-hmm. in it, and. Um, 
Yeah, there's uh, the Fox Lake um, Cree Nation right there. Right, it's probably a beautiful well. country up yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, apparently it's great for hunting and fishing. Yep, yeah, absolutely. But... And boy, interestingly, they got the drones up. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of that being used in a manhunt before. So that's you know, with the technology, oh, technology that's just happened in the last few months, mm-hmm. even with the cameras. Mm-hmm. You'd think they'd be able to track these guys down and mm. put everybody at ease. Well, fingers crossed, and again, we will keep you updated on this throughout the afternoon. Um, the That third victim, uh, Leonard uh, Dick, he was identified uh, yesterday. His family releasing a statement saying that they're truly heartbroken by the sudden loss well, of it just all. just senseless, yeah, and he was a professor, uh, wasn't he, University yeah. of British Columbia? Yeah. loving husband and father. Wrong place at the wrong time. Well, and that's, yeah, that's that's it. Again, you know, you, you sit here and you wonder why. Yeah. And why, why, why? And, you know, you always find out why afterwards yeah. when they, you know, well, you, when you try to piece all those pieces together. They wanted another vehicle and they decided it was, to burn their needed. truck and whatever. Yeah, and he's, yeah. It was it was interesting. Uh, so when we were away recently, uh, met a couple from Texas. Jen and Tony from Texas. Hey, Jen and Tony. Yeah, and I, uh, we're friends on Facebook now. Okay. And uh, she had put a post up yesterday or two days ago talking about driving into town and they're a really interesting couple because they got out of the um the husband works in in oil like so he's back and forth working on the rigs Mm -hmm. uh she stays at home they sold their house decided to buy like a 40-foot rv and then they travel they travel to different places and you know rv lots and and whatnot that's where they stay uh she homeschools the kids oh wow so they're Um, not even retired no, no, not even retired. Oh, wow. They've got, you know, two two kids uh, living at home. That's an adventurous way to raise some kids. Well, and that's what it is. Huh. And the kids are quite enjoying it. But they said, you know, they've got so caught up in the rat race yeah. of having this and having that and having this. And, you know, they had the five-bedroom home with this and that. And they said, no, this is what we're going to do. We're going to buy this trailer. We're going to buy a new truck. Yeah. And this is Off how we're we go. going to, you know, and this is what we're going to do. But she had posted something in Texas. Uh, the other day she was driving somewhere and uh, she said she did something that she never had done before in her life. She said there was a, a woman on the side of the road hitchhiking. She said mm. she'd never picked up a hitchhiker, but there was a gut, there was a gut instinct that said, This is worthwhile to up. stop. It'll be good. Yeah. And she uh. says, and I did it even though I didn't have my gun on me. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to America. But it, but it was just a whole different, I'm reading this and then she's like, like, yeah, but I didn't have my I didn't have my gun on. I did it even though I didn't like have my gun. Like a pair of pliers. Yeah, or something, and I was or just a like, yeah. Oh, okay. We we actually spent uh, quite a bit of time with him when we mm-hmm. were uh, away. We were sitting uh, sitting chat, and again, a lot of the um, a lot of the folks from the deep south um, quite interested in asking about uh, about Canada. Sure, and, and the misconceptions they probably have, and you know, healthcare and taxes and and yeah. all of that sort of stuff. But yeah, no, I did it even though I didn't have my gun on me. I was like, oh, oh that's my funny. gosh. But you think about that, you know, you're 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 traveling along somewhere. Yeah. And if you're doing like you've done the Alaska Highway. Yeah, I've been up the Dempster Highway. You've done sure. that. I've been on that Highway 97 yes. on a motorcycle, and it is lonely. Yeah. We were we were traveling, and uh, a buddy of me and we're going up the Dempster up towards Anuvik, and we didn't see anything or another car, another soul, a gas station for yeah. hours. It's eerie when you're just kind of so, motoring through there. So imagine. You know, if you come across somebody who's maybe broken down or something, sure, you're going to stop and help. You're going to stop and help. Absolutely, especially on the, maybe not so much on the QE two, where there's yeah. a million people in cell phone service, but but up there for sure, you're, you'd stop and. And, and I, st- I start to wonder now how many people actually stop and and help out. Well, when you hear stories like this, why would you? 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it kind of makes you second guess everything. Mm-hmm. I'd certainly slow down and take a look. But mm-hmm. what's going on with the with or this? Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, when 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 people knock at your front door, do you answer it? Um, depends. I'll I'll look through my security camera first <laughs> on my phone, and then then make a decision, <laughs> and then decide. Yeah, for the most part. Now, I've had some crazy people show up at the house. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, that really hinders you from opening that door uh-huh. for sure. You yeah. know, if you're a little bit kind of a little further, you know, out there, a little bit more secluded, and that's it. We we tend to not open the door. Yeah, um, we know that if our neighbors need, they'll text first. Yeah, and you know, isn't that sad considering how your parents probably grew up? Exactly. You know, they said, you know, we never even locked our doors at night. Think you know? about it. We we got sent home. We were the latchkey kids, yeah, right? I, I don't too. know. Yeah. How old we were when we, you know, we went to Angie Quinn's mom's house to be babysat for a while after school for a first couple what of years. What grade would that be? You know? uh, I think grade two, grade three, sure. grade four. Yeah. But after about that, yeah, well, I was coming. We were, home. Mom like, and dad were working. We were like coming eight home. Eight years old, I think. Take a frozen turkey pie and put it in the oven. We'd yeah, cook, you know, grade seven or something. But yeah, there's, there's, yeah, you just don't do that anymore. You know? Or do you? Or some? Or do, yeah. You know. I mean, it's second. You think because twice I about think it. we think we're safer now than we ever were because we have all of these security systems. We have the ring cameras. You have. But then the thieves can just hack into them and watch what you're cooking for mm. dinner. That's kind of scary, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Don't tell me that. Yeah, no, I know. Oh. Yeah, I apologize. I hadn't a chance to follow the story too closely. What makes them think that they're even there? Probably stole another car and dumped the other one. Probably long gone by now. Well, RCMP just said that there have been no other stolen cars yeah, there's reported. One road in, one road out, and, and it's pretty remote. And they just believe that uh, that they are still they got almost, there right now. It's like, if you look at a map, they got to the end of the road, ditched the car, <laughs> lit it on fire, and headed into the bush. Yeah, so. hoping for the best. Yeah, Remember the story of the Mad stuff. Trapper? Oh, yes. of course, I sure do. You that's, know that story. That's half the reason why I went up the Dempster Highway. I had to go see where Albert Johnson was uh, hanging out there by Fort McPherson. And it's just, it's so remote there. And he was a guy that was just running away from everything. Mm-hmm. And got into a gunfight and got into serious, uh, a serious international situation. Uh, they're trying to get across the border into Dawson or into uh, the Yukon. But that was that was a manhunt that was covered. Remember, my grandfather, mm. 1932, it was covered on the radio, and Wap May was involved. I was with just going to say, Wap May was involved with that. Yeah, and he was the guy. Actually, when I saw Denny May, Wap's, mm-hmm. Wap's uh, who I just talked to this week, and son still lives here. De- Denny has the 303 shell that brought down the Mad Trapper. They really? found it by his body when they landed on the Peel River just after this cra- and crazy manhunt. Another one, you know, and that's what captures these things capture people's imaginations, and then they go down in the history books, unfortunately, because they affect so many yeah. people. You know, Denny, when we had Denny in a couple of years back, it was fascinating to sit down and listen to him because he didn't really know his dad uh, very well. He was only he was, 17 when yeah, yeah, and he was with died, his dad yeah. when he passed away yeah. on a hike. Yeah. So, but because he's been putting together some more, you know, books and you know, another yeah. book and that Well, that's stuff why I was talking to him this week, was because there's a, um, Ed's, the town of Edson is just doing an amazing job i believe I, I i hope i'm right september long weekend it's the first time i think that's when the town of edson's going to celebrate uh, the first time a plane was used in a manhunt <laughs> and it was an escape bank robber out of edmonton we've talked to denny about this before but they're going to make kind of a big deal about it and they should because Walt may landed right on mm-hmm. the right on the street in edson and had to take off on the main street as well but they caught this guy what a character you know this this province is f- filled with Incredible. Yeah, it's, it's a frontier history. province to this day. Mm-hmm. And the gateway to the north with aviation and everything. Yeah. Don't we just love it. 
Oh. It's a rich history. When you went up there on the Dempster Highway, what what you wrote a what kind uh, of KL? It was a, it was a KTM. The, KTM. The, and it was, uh, Jim Roth over at Cycle Works was kind enough to loan it to me. And this is a bike that was a 26-inch seat. The Harley is so low to the ground, about 18 inches, you can just kind of slide onto the Harley and off you go. This thing, by the end You're of... You're, like, propped right up there. Well, by the end of the, the trip, I was parking by a curb at gas stations, like in uh, Fort St. John, and taking a run at the bike and jumping on it like it was a horse. My legs were... And I got long legs. But it was a beautiful bike to, to go up there. The yeah. Dempster, it rained and uh, out, un- unfortunately, and the RCMP were, were flying mm-hmm. over us. And so we got off the Dempster and into a place called Tombstone Mountains, and we... We camped out over How there. How big was the tire on that? It was a big knobby tire. Yeah, yeah. we've had to been. Yeah, it was an on-road, off-road bike, 990 KTM. I can remember pulling up beside you on uh, on uh, 51st one day. You were turning to go into to Global. You were, I think it was just before you were leaving. And yeah. I looked over and I'm like, that's Gord riding that bike. And it was so different because I've ridden with you with the Harley. Yeah, and this and my, my feet barely different. touched the ground. But that's what you need up there. We were loaded. We had tents and stuff. And we had a great time um, just exploring the history because not a lot of people have been on that highway, yeah. the Dempster Highway. A lot of fur trapping history and mm-hmm. aviation. Gord Steinke joining me this afternoon.